I want you to turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 20. And when you find Jeremiah chapter 20, I want to ask you to stand once you have it. Jeremiah chapter 20. I see our quick Bible turners today. So when, once you find it, just stand up, each one, each person. Pages are stuck together. All right, just keep standing as you find it. Go ahead. Well, Randy, that's the cheap way out. <laughs> that's cheating. You got, when you get it, stand up. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 20. And if you don't have it, I want you to stand anyway because I want everybody to stand. We're going to read the word this morning. I want everybody to stand. So even if you don't have your Bible with you, that's okay. I know that you have your ears on and your heart open. And the Lord is going to pour into you anyway. Amen? Amen. So here we go. Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I pray this morning more than ever, Lord, let this word this morning stick to our hearts. Let it speak to our soul. Let it, Lord, bring a revival to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated. This morning, I want to go to you in the word. I want to talk to you about Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. We know he was the weeping prophet. Why? Because Jeremiah lived in a time of trouble. How many can say amen to that? We live in a time of trouble even today. It doesn't seem like we've gone very far when we look at the scripture this morning. We're still living in times of trouble. He was given a difficult message to proclaim. Church, let me just say this this morning. If you're a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have a message to proclaim to the world. And let me just tell you, it is a difficult message. Why? Because not everybody wants to hear it. The trials of his people made Jeremiah a man of tears. You know, I think sometimes I can relate. I want to be honest with you. Can I be very frank this morning as your pastor? I tell you that I worked on this message and it just really stirred my heart in a lot of ways. And I'm going to be very frank with you this morning. I hope I don't step on any toes. I, hurt, I don't, hope I don't hurt any hearts. But if I do, I'm going to ask for you to forgive me now. The trials of his people made him a man of many tears. There are times that I come to this pulpit and I can share a message and I can walk outside of these doors of this church and hear certain people say certain things and I say to myself, Lord, were they not listening? I'm very frank. Speaking out for God brought Jeremiah persecution. Telling the truth cost the prophet his freedom. We're coming up into a day and a time that I believe that if we continue to speak the truth of God's word, 
we're going to be facing some harsh persecution. And I'm telling you what, church, the, I think that the, there has been such a, and I, I hate to be the conspiracy theorist, which I am not. Let me make that very clear. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, however you say that word. But let me just say this. I think a lot of harm is being done to the church by closing it up. But let me just say this. I think a lot of churches have been closed up because the guy in the pulpit is not preaching the bold, unshakable truth of God's word. And so God closed it up. I'm telling you, we as the body of Christ better wake up. If you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, you better be proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, I think some people in the church today aren't speaking the word of Jesus Christ because they're afraid of what people will say. They're ashamed of the gospel. They come to church and say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they can step outside of those doors of this church and they will not proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ because they're afraid of what people will think of them. I'm telling you what, you will be held accountable for these things. I know people this morning are saying, oh, oh what happened to pastor this week? But I'm telling you, Jeremiah finding himself in prison, Jeremiah wanted to resign. There have been times, I'm telling you, church, that I have walked out of here and I said, let me write my resignation, tie it to a brick, and I'll throw it through the window on Monday morning on my way to my other job and just not come back. But I can't. I can't because this is not an occupation. This is a calling. You see, Jeremiah, he couldn't quit. He, even when he was discouraged, he couldn't quit. Why? Because he was called. He was saturated with the word of God. He was sure his message would meet the needs of God's people. As I feel that every time that I speak, I feel that the message somehow is going to filter. It's going to reach into the heart of man, and they're going to make a change in their life. Not just any kind of change, but a life-changing change that will bring people to the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was called. Jeremiah was called. He says, I will not speak anymore in his name. Jeremiah had been telling people about God. He had been speaking with God's authority. Church, are you speaking with God's authority? Because if you are not speaking with God's authority, what you speak will fall on deaf ears. It will not pierce the heart of man because you must speak it with the authority that Jesus has given you. He's given each one of you the authority. Matter of fact, remember when Jesus died? Remember what he told his disciples before he went to the cross? Greater things you will do than I have done. 
and you will do it in the name of the Lord. Serving God has been his life's work. If you go back to Jeremiah 1.4, it says, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou cast forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet unto my nations. God knew as he knew Jeremiah, so he knows this. Because he knew him long before he was conceived. God knew you long before you were conceived. And God knew everything about you. He knew where he was going to put you. But no, most of all, he has put a call on you. When you feel discouraged or inadequate, remember that God has always thought of you as a valuable asset to the kingdom of God. Jesus paid an, a price, a very heavy price for each one of you and including me. And that price, he says, keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. I love you. I gave my life for you. At first, Jeremiah had been afraid to preach. Because he says in verse 1, 5, Then I said, I, uh, Lord God? Hello? I cannot speak for I'm a child. Each one of you are a child. What? Pastor, do you know how old I am? You're a child of the king. You're a child of the living king, whether you're 20 years old or whether you're 90 years old. It doesn't matter. You're a child of the king. And Jeremiah was saying, I'm a child. See, each Christian has a purpose in life. But some are appointed and, and anointed for a specific work. Samson. David, John the Baptist, Paul, each were called to do a particular job for God. Whatever work you should do for the glory of God, remember this. If God gave you a task, accept it. Don't just accept it and say, okay, God, I'll do it. But accept it cheerfully. And do it with excellence. We should know our purpose. Because we know our main purpose is this, to love, the next hardest word, obey, and the most severe word, to serve. We're to love, obey, and serve. If you were to talk to your child as they're growing up, I, and I know I'm not supposed to speak about Chelsea in my sermons, but I'm going to do it anyway. Forgive me now in advance. As she grew, she would always express to us how much she loved us. Even to this day, she tells us how much she loves us. That's an easy thing for a child to do when they see their mom and their dad to say they love them. I know I can say this morning that I love each one of you in this building today. I love each and every one of you with all of my heart. 
course, my wife takes first precedence over all of you, but that's okay. But I love each one of you. But get this. What did Chelsea struggle with? Obeying. Every child struggles with obeying. No, that is such a lie. You know why? Some of you have a problem obeying today. God has spoke to you. He's told you what to do. And you're not obeying him. You're not doing it. Oh, pastor, God is all. He snapped us. Or however they say now these fangled words, these young. I should have Heidi up here with me. She could tell me all the words. Or even Gabriella. But what do we struggle with the most, church? It's not really the obeying. All of us love the Lord. All of us are willing to do what he's called us to do. But you know what we really struggle with in the body of Christ today? Serving. Serving. Telling people we'll do something and we don't follow through. Telling people that we'll, we'll, we'll do this or that, we don't follow through. Telling God we'll do something and we don't follow through. You hear what I'm saying this morning? I'm saying this morning that we as the body of Christ must obey the presence of the Holy Spirit in everything we do. And when He speaks to us, we must obey. And how do we obey? By serving. I didn't say it would be easy. None of us have made, I, there are times that I have struggled. Why couldn't Jeremiah quit? Because he was saturated with God's word. His word was in my heart as a burning fire. This morning, I'm telling you that God's word should be in your heart as a burning fire. You just can't keep it shut up in your bones. You have to get it out. You have to share it. You have to deliver the message that God has given to you. Preaching was more than just an occupation to Jeremiah. It was his passion in his life was to give God his message to the people. Not any message, not his personal message, but the message that God had given him to give. I can't get up here and give you something that I have because I'm going to be honest with you, I have nothing. When God's word is burning in your heart, you can't help but feel compelled to share it with others. I know I had an instance this week at work I had a couple employees that, that where I worked had said a couple pretty foul words. But you know what they did right away? They right away, they turned around and said, sorry, PD. They know my pastor. They nicknamed me PD for short. And they turned around and said, oh, I'm sorry, PD. I said, you don't have to apologize to me. I'm not sending you to hell. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying, church? Yes. Your words are going to be held accountable to you. I said, I'm not sending you to hell. You better repent to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you see, His word matters, not mine. And I'm so thankful for that. Because there have been many times I've done to say to some of the so-called believers, you know, are your feet feeling a little hot? 
Still a little warmth coming up from underneath. Then wake up. Jeremiah had fulfilled, had filled his mind with God's word. How many of us are taking time every day to take the word of God in and to fill our mind with his word? I should put each one of you on the spot, but I won't. God will get angry with me. And then his word won't mean anything. We should be saturating this little noggin up here. Mine's small. We should be saturating this up here, not with the worldly things, not with the news that we hear every day, not with the thoughts of other people that are coming our way. We should be filling this thing up here called the brain with God's word. We should be saturating our mind with the word of God so that when those that come before us or around you, the hearers that God brings your way, then the words that come out of your mouth would be holy words. Woo! Holy words. You hear what I'm saying, church? Words that will mean something to somebody. Something that when you speak, they'll get goosebumps. And their goosebumps might get goosebumps. You ever had those days? I've had those days where my goosebumps got goosebumps. God drops words in your mind every day. He drops people in your heart every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about somebody. And what do I do when their name comes to my mind? I begin to pray for them. I don't know their situation. I don't know what's going on in their life, but God brought their name to this little mind and it be, this, be, this heart here begins to pray. I know as a pastor, my love for God's people and some people don't understand it. But when I answered God's call, I was not only saying, God, will I bring your word? But I was saying, God, I will do whatever I have to do. In spite of their sin. To bring your message to them. You see, I'm not the judge. You're not the judge. You're only the deliverer of God's message. You see, we must... We must deliver that message with passion. Jeremiah had witnessed the power of God to change lives. I too have witnessed that same power and the lives of people caught up in sin. And I have witnessed God move in their life so much so that they changed their life and became born-again believers in Jesus Christ. They got saved. They acknowledged Jesus Christ. They acknowledged their sin. That's the power of God changing lives. You too, I'm sure, have seen the same thing. But you know, Jeremiah's years of preaching prevented him from quitting. It was like trying to quench a roaring fire. 
Jeremiah was a preacher with a fire in his bones. He, he couldn't hold back. He could, never, he could never keep silent when it came to God's word. He had to keep proclaiming the message. Church, I'm going to ask you this morning, how much of that fire do you still have shut up in your bones that you want to get out and preach the gospel to every living creature that you come and talk with? I mean, people that you meet and people you talk with, people you share with, maybe in a, in a, in a community somewhere. How much of that fire is still there? You remember the day that you got saved. You remember the, the great feeling you had when, when the Holy Spirit entered into your heart and your life when you surrendered to Him, amen? You surrendered and you said, Oh, Lord, I feel it. And this is awesome. This is just the most awesome thing I've ever felt. But you kept it there. You didn't go anywhere with it. God didn't intend for you just to keep Him to yourself. Did He? Did he? Maybe some of you feel, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to keep him to myself. He's just for me. Yeah. What a wonderful life I have. Just having him all to myself. You go skipping along down the street. People say, oh, there goes Skippy. Miss Happy. I wonder what they're happy about because they won't tell me what they're happy about. I'm happy because I got Jesus. How about sharing that with him? How about saying, Jesus loves you? How many smiles have you seen come on the faces of, Jesus loves you? The scriptures kept reminding Jeremiah of his calling. He must tell the people about the seriousness of sin. Let me ask you a question this morning. Have any of you shared the message? Have any of you this morning said, I hear that horn blowing? No. <laughs> I don't know who that is. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, listen to me this morning. Listen. The call of Jesus has not left your life. You hear me? Now I'm going to put you on the spot. How many have asked Jesus Christ to come into their heart and their life to be their Lord and Savior? Raise your hand. Not, not this. I want up here. Up here. All the way. Come on. Let me see. Oh, except for Rosa. Sorry, Rosa. Okay, put your hand down. You have told me at this moment in time that you are called. The word of God says that he draws all men unto him. Jesus called you. You see, Jeremiah also had to tell the people that God's forgiveness was available. Isn't that awesome? I'm telling you this morning that God's forgiveness is available to you. He's, he's drawing all men unto himself. His salvation, it didn't just disappear. It's still available. You see, 
He was sure his message would meet the needs of his people. Jeremiah had confidence in God's word that it brought conflict to his mind. He knew, he knew God's message. Yes, 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 this is what I saw this morning when I was reading this. And I wrote this a couple of days, and, and it just stuck to me this morning. It hit me like a knife. He knew, as well as I knew, that God's message would irritate some. <laughs> Amen? Some people don't want to hear about your Jesus. They don't want to hear about how Jesus made you feel happy. They don't want to hear about how Jesus has blessed you and kept you out of the poorhouse. They don't want to hear about how Jesus got a roof over your head and gave you a nice car to drive. You know why? Because it's not about them. God's message irritates many politicians. Oh, Pastor, you said you weren't going to go there this morning. I wasn't. But it just came up. He knew the people needed to hear in spite of their opposition. Church, there are people in your lives that oppose your way of thinking. You ready for this? Some people think Jesus is a Democrat. Oh, hold on. Some people think Jesus is a Republican. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Jesus is neither. Because my Jesus is the Savior of the world. Come on. My Jesus is the Savior of the world. He came to save the Republicans and the Democrats. He came to save the whole world. Not some of it. Not a select group. He came to save all. Amen? So, Pastor, what am I supposed to be in the next election? I'm going to tell you what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be a child of the Most High God. You are a child who is supposed to take a stand for God's Word. You hear me? Holding back placed Jeremiah in great distress. He became weary with his struggle. He became silent. Finally, he gave up and went back to preaching. He couldn't be silent anymore. Why? Because God's word was shut up in his bones and he couldn't keep it to himself. He needed to deliver the message. Church, no matter who you are this morning, you have an obligation. You have a a. a, a Call it, there you go, thank you. <laughs> to take God's word to the world, to the nations. My question to you this morning, though, has, have you become weary in your service to God? Hear me this morning. Have you become weary in your service to God? Are you still serving God with your whole heart or just whenever you happen to have time? You see, a calling is not just whenever I have time. A calling is a full-time duty. 
Because I'm going to say this to you this morning. I want you to hear me very clearly. Because I'm going to end with this. Don't quit. Don't quit. People need to hear what you have to say. Because when the church becomes silent, nobody is going to get saved. Nobody is going to hear the unfettered truth of God's word if we become silent. If we decide not to speak. The church will die by the wayside. Die by the vine, however you want to put it. It will die. Church, we have to stand up and we have to proclaim all that Jesus has. Jeremiah stood up in the midst of the opposition, in the midst of the nagging people, the biting sheep, those who just didn't want to hear. They wished he would just go away. There are people that wished I would just go away. Well, until Jesus lets that happen, I'm here. Answering the call that he has given to me. You, church, have to answer the call that he's given to you, and it's not going to go away. And you have to do it with the authority in which he has given it to you. So I'm going to ask you this morning this question. And if you can answer it, stand up. If you can't, that's okay. You just stay seated. If you're willing to answer the call that Jesus has placed on your life, stand up. Father, this morning, you see each one of these that are standing. Jesus, thank you for the call that you have placed on your people's heart. Lord, I am so thankful this morning that I know that I can step outside of these doors this morning and I won't have to say, Lord Jesus, take me home now. I don't believe it got anywhere. But Lord, your message came through loud and clear. Lord, they're saying this morning, I answer the call. I am going to do what you have called me to do and I am going to preach the gospel with the authority of Jesus Christ to the whole nation and everyone that I come in contact with. Lord Jesus, I thank you this morning that they're answering the call. Father, I pray for each one that has the desire but hasn't gotten to that point yet. Lord, you're preparing them. You're getting their heart ready. And I, Lord, know, I know, Lord, that you're going to place that call. And, Lord, I know with all of my heart, everything that is inside of me, that they will answer. Because they love you, Jesus. They love you, Jesus, more than they love themselves. And they love you, Jesus, more than they love the world. And the things that are in it. They love you. These are your people, Lord Jesus answering your call. And I pray this morning, Lord Jesus, as we prepare to go our way, I pray that you will touch each one of their hearts and their lives. I pray, Father God, that you will anoint their mouths 
Lord, you created them in your likeness, in your image. And Lord, you've created their hearts. You've created their minds. And I know, Jesus, that when they open their mouths, what will come forth from those mouths will be words that will bring glory and honor and praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And if you believe that this morning, give them a praise offering in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Father, touch them this morning. Keep them well. Keep their hearts strong. Keep their faith strong. Lord, as they leave from here, go with them. Let them proclaim the gospel. In Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen.